Hi, welcome back to Hormone Zone. I'm Sabrina Mason. And I'm Jane Sagwe. And we are the co-founders of a women's health startup, Polly, and the co-hosts of this podcast. And today we are going to be doing another mini episode that is focused on uh, getting pregnant with PCOS. Yeah, and this is a this is something that really, really matters to us in terms of just spreading awareness and kind of tearing down the stigma and talking about the fertility implications of PCOS. And we are a women's health startup that is focused on helping people with this condition. And so we spend a lot of time speaking about this specifically with customers and other people in our community. Yeah. And if you're not sure what PCOS is, it stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. We've done a ton of episodes on PCOS. So if you need a deep dive into PCOS, go click on one of those episodes and then you can hop back into this one. But like Jane said, uh, today we really wanted to focus on kind of this misconception oftentimes that you cannot get pregnant uh, if you have PCOS, which is just absolutely not true. Um, And so we'll start with just sharing like a few stats, maybe Jane, just to like set the stage. And so I can start, Um, PCOS is the leading cause of infertility, but again, want to make that clear. That doesn't mean that you can't get pregnant. Uh, or can't not get pregnant if you have PCOS. Absolutely. Yeah. And quick PSA there, use birth control. If you have PCOS, it just, it's not built in birth control. <laughs> Make sure that you're using either hormonal contraceptives or condoms or a copper IUD, something. Uh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very, very important to know because you hear that like, like phrase all the time that PCOS is the leading cause of infertility. But again, it often gets like misconstrued uh, with the fact that you very much like can get pregnant. Totally. And so a disclaimer. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and it is the, it's the number one cause of infertility. Like Sabrina said, ovulatory disorders in general are the leading cause of infertility and PCOS accounts for like at least 70% of those. Um, and kind of like diving in deeper. So like the definition of PCOS, it, it includes for a majority of patients not ovulating or not menstruating on a regular schedule. And so 70 to 80% of people with PCOS on any given month are not releasing an egg for ovulation. That does not mean that 70 to 80% of people with PCOS never ovulate though. Ovulation can still happen. It can happen spontaneously. It can happen with like lifestyle changes or a combination of medication. Um, and actually there's a stat that we will include the study to in the show notes, but over 60% of people with PCOS can achieve ovulation from lifestyle changes and weight loss over a span of a few months. And so that's really important to know. And I think it's very empowering to know. I'm also not saying that anyone that makes lifestyle changes will be able to get pregnant naturally. I want to make that clear, but there's a large swath of the PCOS population that will see like a great improvement in their fertility status just with lifestyle changes. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a very good point. Obviously like on the individual level things, there there's many different factors, um, when it comes to trying to get pregnant one, um, your partner is obviously involved in this as well. So thinking about their fertility, um, and then two, we're kind of taking like a zoomed in, like zoomed out view of thinking about this from like a population level. So anything that we're saying now might not be the case for you individually, but in general, I think that's like real, really reassuring to hear. And again, those stats that you hear of like 70, 80% of people don't release an egg or don't ovulate with PCOS. Again, that's in any given month. Like Jane said, that doesn't mean that you never will. It's just, you're not having that regular cycle, like, uh, 
someone who does not have PCOS, who has a regular period, um, who's releasing an egg, uh, every month. Totally. Totally. And in terms of like thinking about the general yeah. population, this is all thinking about people under 35 years old, but for the general population, so not, not necessarily like people just with PCOS, there's a 25% chance of conceiving in the first month of trying and then an 85% chance in conceiving uh, for the first year. And so, well, if you have PCOS, maybe things will be a little bit more difficult for you and you might need to make those lifestyle changes or take medications, whether it's fertility meds like Clomid or like going down the IVF route, if that is something that you want to do and is financially feasible, um, it still is possible. And we just want to make that abundantly clear. And I, and again, I mean, there's a thin line between like promising pregnancy to people with PCOS and especially thinking about our program. A lot of the people that we work with, with in, in Polly's app are trying to conceive. Um, there's a thin line between promising pregnancy to anyone, which is like totally unethical. And even if you don't have PCOS, pregnancy cannot be uh, promise anyone um, versus making people believe that they are not capable whatsoever of carrying a child. And so there's a lot that you can do preemptively to kind of try to optimize your fertility. If you have PCOS, that's why taking control of the condition, even before you're at the point of trying to conceive is so important. And why we're trying to spread awareness of that with Polly. Um, whether it's through a program like ours, or if you are just working with your OBGYN, there are labs that you can get drawn to kind of check in on your fertility status. AMH or anti-mullerian hormone is one of the big ones. That's a good indicator of egg reserve. And it's actually typically elevated in people with PCOS because we're not ovulating as frequently. And so typically like low egg reserve is not a problem that people with PCOS deal with. Um, that can like be a benefit in some ways, you know, and then the other, the other big hormone for kind of like checking in with your fertility status is follicle stimulating hormone or FSH. Um, and so taking a look at those in addition to things like your estrogen, uh, androgen markers, progesterone, uh, even LH or luteinizing hormone are really helpful even like before you're trying to, to get pregnant. And then also thinking about other important PCOS health markers to just like assess your general health, like your cholesterol, your blood sugar and HbA1c, insulin, et cetera. Yeah, no, I think that is super helpful. And there's like direct to consumer at home tests that you can take, um, which are great, like modern fertility. And then obviously you can go into your doctor as well and ask them to run specific tests. Um, if you're curious about some of those markers that Jane mentioned. Hundred percent. And so, if you have any other questions about this, let us know. Polly is not a fertility company. We're not like the the place you go to if you're looking for like IVF or to freeze your eggs. Um, but we can certainly help you along that journey if you do want to join the program. Our, our care coordinators can help figure out that fertility journey with you. Um, there's a lot that can be done, ranging from lifestyle changes to medication. And we just want everyone to know that having PCOS is not an infertility sentence. And, and it's really important to clear that up. And there's just so much stigma and shame that kind of comes with the diagnosis from the perspective of like being a defective woman. And I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, and so it's, it's important to us that people know that there's, there's hope out there. And like, I know that sounds really corny, uh, but we just want to make sure that that people are kind of like approaching this in a rational way and not, and not being fed lies and, and a bunch of fear mongering and stuff. Yeah. And that fear mongering often happens when you first get a di uh, diagnosis, especially if you're young, um, something that Jane personally went through. And so yeah. 
Hopefully this episode was helpful and informative. We'll link that one study that we talked about um, in the show notes as well, because I think that one's an, an interesting one to look at. And if anyone has any feedback or any questions on this episode, um, shoot us a DM on Instagram, share this episode if you think it would be interesting to others, and we will see you guys next week.